0: If you are committed to flow, when you get jammed up, which is sometimes not because of you, it's because the system's broken, the system doesn't work. If you're committed to flow, you find a new path. A river makes a new path. If it won't, if it can't go a certain way and enough water is being pushed down that path, the river will find a new path, mm-hmm. even if it gets blocked. So um, you, if you are... If you are the one that's generating the energy of the river, if you want to think about it that way and and your path gets blocked, start looking for new options. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby-Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your
1: blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Hello, 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 once again, everybody tuning in, listening to us, have a conversation of sorts talking about creativity. And, uh, today we got one that, uh, as always is somewhat relevant for, uh, for either Brandon or myself. I think this one's relevant for both of us, uh, right now, something that we're both experiencing, something we're really noticing, um, and this one is all around this idea of you know not just letting the creativity flow but not damming it up don't jam it up don't clog it up um you got to let it move you got to let let the creativity have have movement uh in your life and we're going to get into uh why that is and uh and probably some stuff about you know like uh why do we jam things up in the first place, all, all, all that kind of stuff. So, um, Brandon, what do you got to say?
0: This conversation reminds me of, um, my time in, uh, it architecture and just learning about physics and a thing in motion tends to stay in motion and all that type of, you know, those types of concepts. I think they're so true for the creative flow and the energy is like, when you're not in motion, it's harder to get into motion. And I think, um, for me with this conversation, it wasn't like, I don't know if I identified so much that I was not in motion, but I noticed that I wasn't in motion once I got into motion. And I was like, Oh, look at that. Like everything's suddenly so much easier because I have things to do. And I'm like, actively just getting things done and taking small steps. And Mm -hmm. for me in this case, sometimes it is different, but in, in, in this case, it wasn't like a conscious effort to just like, I, you know, I'm just going to set in motion, some things to do. It was just, I had things to do, you know? And, um, and I had, I, for, for our audience, um, not that this really matters, but I made a big move. I, I moved an entire province and, uh, I had to pack up all my stuff. I had to drive through a storm. Um, they, the highways were closed off and blocked off. And all I knew was like, I'm moving like it's, it's happening. There's no going back. There's no, um, one way or another, this is happening. And I think in some ways that forced me into a kind of a, you know, like we got to get stuff done. We got to figure it out and we got to make this happen. And, it really paralleled into my creative life a lot because as I was taking care of business, it like unclogged, unjammed, undammed, you know, the creative flow. And then all of a sudden I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, like everything's really easy and I'm super inspired and like um, I'm busy, but in some ways I actually find I have more time to be creative. It's It's bizarre how that works, but yeah. That's kind of what, you know, when you brought up this topic, that was something I'm like, yeah, that's so true. It's just like, we get clogged up and then it just seems hard to even get anything done.
1: Yeah. And I think that, you know, the, the, even the, the expression, you know, the creative flow, you know, like that's some, that's like just something that most of us are familiar with in terms of, you know, it's like, oh yeah, the creative flow, the creative flow, which is, I think that definitely we've, we've probably got an episode that's, that's going to be loaded with uh, lots of metaphors around like water, and um, you know, because we already talked about something like damming it up and and stuff yes. like that. But you know, like I think it's it's such a useful thing for creativity because yeah, like it, it's for a reason. Creativity is a flow of sorts, and the best thing that we know that flows is is water. And so I think that there's a lot of lessons that we can take from. From water here, you know water is very powerful, but it's also yielding, you know, like it the the way that it moves and but also what happens when water becomes still, yes, right, it becomes stagnant, yes, right, it starts to stink, it starts to <laughs> it starts to become loaded with you know it it creates its own little ecosystem, <laughs> yeah. But but you know you can't drink it. It's not life giving no. in, in in certain respects. Like it's um so but yeah like stagnant water um you know it's stagnant water. You know it's it's it, but when you let it move you know it's 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 fresh. It it goes different places. It travels. It um you know so that's I think uh, the most use useful metaphor in terms of what what we're doing here. Um, is that, yeah, it's really about movement, as you were saying, an interesting thing happens when uh when you allow movement to to happen, but uh, I think that that's maybe the biggest challenge that a lot of people have is is these little places where we don't allow the movement, where we 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 stuck things up
0: a little bit, so Uh, I don't know. Do you got anything to say about that? I do. Something just came up for me when you're talking about water and it's kind of like channeling, you know, like with water, when you channel water, it has a certain, you can, you can increase the power of it. You can increase the, the direction of it. Right. And I think with creativity, you know, that's where structure maybe comes in and like having a, maybe a little bit of direction as to what you're doing, you you know, you channel this creative flow, but if you dam it up, if you put something in the way of the channel, you, you stop that flow from being able to move in a direction that it wants to go. And I think sometimes we don't realize how we've dammed it up. Like, you know, there's like, if you think of a dam, like if we're used to this metaphor, right? Like a dam that you built, you were holding back like it was designed to hold back a certain amount of something like that. That's very purposeful. But like Mm -hmm. if you were looking at like a river and a bunch of like beavers or like, you know, the trees fell and they clogged up the water and then all these plants and junk get caught into these fallen logs. All of a sudden that water, it just builds up and then it might start to spill over to the sides and it gets into areas that you don't really want it to get into. And I think creativity is a little bit like this. We need to, we need to be mindful that we continue kind of moving the energy or the motion of it in the direction we want it to go. And I think the artist, you know, you are the channel, you're the conduit to the, to the creative flow, to the water, to whatever you want to call it. Right. And it's like, um, but if you're all blocked up, if you're all damned up or however, you know, I like that kind of like gunked up, even like, you're just yeah. kind of, you're not, you're not at ease. And if you're an actor, it could be like, you know, you're not taking care of your body. You're eating bad food. You're not working out or being active. You're sitting on the couch too much stuff like that. And your instrument is all gunked up. It's like, not, you're not working on your voice. You're not doing anything. And then all of a sudden, you know, you go like, I want to be acting. I want to be doing this stuff, but you, your body's not ready. You know, like for me, mm-hmm. um, I'm a writer. I write every single day, and and it doesn't matter if it's crap, but I write because it keeps me like ungunked, undammed. You know, there's always a flow going. There's always a little direction going, and it also helps me. Like, I mean, as an artist, it helps me assess how gunked up or damned up my creative flow is. Like, is if if I'm having a day where I'm just having a really tough time writing. I know because I've been doing this for like 20 something years. It's like, okay, like what's, what's in my way, you know? And, and that becomes part of my writing process. I actually work that out. So it doesn't build up on me, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't really find I experience writer's block anymore because of that. It's very helpful. Yeah. But this is kind of the channeling and the um, maybe taking care of the channel is kind of a big thing that's coming up for me as well in, in kind of relation to what we're talking about. Yeah, Yeah,
1: absolutely. Like it's um, having, you know, I think uh, in terms of some of our artist laws that we have uh, going on, what you're saying brings up uh, the law of practice, you know, the law of discipline. What are the practices and disciplines for you that help to keep the channel flowing? Right. And for a writer having like yourself, having a writing practice helps to keep the channel flowing because, you know, it's an outlet and, and, you know, I do lots of journal, not, I'm definitely haven't been as consistent as you, but almost every day, uh, I do a little bit of just journaling writing, um, because it, it is, it's a great way of getting, getting that movement, getting some flow where, uh, you can, you can just sort of let yourself spew, you know, you can, you can get, get the gunk out and get things moving so that when you, you know, step, into do your, I guess your, your creative work or your work type of work, um, you know, you, you've got some movement already happening. The water is already starting to flow for you and, uh, and and you have moved. So it's, yeah, it is. It's almost like these little ways of, of maintenance, um, you know, scheduled routine maintenance that you do, uh, can be so beneficial for keeping that creative flow, um, doing what it's supposed to be doing, letting, letting it, it all
0: flow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Practice is a big part of it. And I think, um, you know, one thing I I've realized too, through this move, because there was a lot of stressful things that were going on, um, for example, it's just like, okay, I got like, we got like all this stuff we got to get across in a vehicle, um, you know, there's all these restrictions and weird things going on in the world. So we have to deal with that. Um, we had to figure out how to get it in a vehicle from, you know, like hundreds of miles, right? Hundreds of kilometers um, across um a highway that it just so happens there's a massive storm going on during this time. Um one of the highways, uh one of actually a couple of the major highways were flooded out, like literally the floods had taken it out. So they're doing major construction. So you have to do a detour. Um, just to give people an idea of how extreme this was, t- to get to a place which is Merritt from Vancouver, which would normally take three hours of travel, took ten to eleven hours just to get there. Yeah, and this is like a a fourteen hour journey on a good day <laughs> by vehicle, um, you know. And so then driving along through the storm, I saw at least. 25, if not more vehicles, like cars spun out and flipped over and on the side of the road, that's how intense the storm was. Plus about like seven semi trucks, um, on top of that. So that you know, it's just chaos around you, you know, like, and, and there's a certain amount of like, you just have to be really present. Like the, the, the other thing too, is I'm finding, um, with flow. If you think too far ahead and you start worrying, this is something I was doing a lot like earlier this month um, and in, in later last month was just worrying and stressing and like getting all worked up. And that was really gunking me up and damning me up and it was just shutting me down. And so, um, you know, Evan, you and I had a big talk when I visited you last time and we were hanging out and just that whole talk we had about presence was so important because it's like, yeah, all we have is this moment right now. And I think when it comes to creative flow, you have to remind yourself, like, like you might see ahead of you a big dam coming up, but are you flowing right now? Mm-hmm. That That's one of the key things for me that I've been really trying to remind myself of is like, yeah, like I see all these roadblocks, all these dams coming up, but is it flowing right now? And if it's flowing right now, that's all I'm really responsible for. I don't know what's going to happen. And you know, we enough, these dams that I thought were in the future, were going to stop us. They didn't stop us. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's because the, the momentum of the present was powerful enough to deal. And we were able to channel through mm-hmm. and, and problem solve getting through the other roadblocks that we were worried about coming up later. And it wasn't just me. I mean, I was traveling with a crew of people and everybody had roadblocks. And everybody was a little stressed and everybody was a little worried. And they're like, Hey, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? And we just worked together, you know? And at the end of the day, the answer really was just be present. Um, and just, you know, and you and I talked a few times (laughs) through my, through my, like, you know, shaking my head, banging my head against the wall. And you're like, yeah, you know, you'll figure it out. And it's like, sometimes you just need to like have that encouragement. It's like, yeah, you'll figure it out. It's like, but you're okay right now. It's like, and we did, we figured it out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's yeah. so hard when you're in it man it's like you just don't know how you're going to figure it out but
1: you oh, shouldn't yeah, let that yeah.
0: stop you you shouldn't let that stop you is my point
1: Yeah and and there can be that uh yeah there there can be that anxiety around like looking looking ahead which is just it's, it's not is is rarely a useful uh exercise right like if if like you were saying you you keep your mind on the present you know you keep your mind on on the thing that's right in front of you and and if you run into one of those roadblocks you won't know how to how to deal with it until it's in front of you mm-hmm. so often is the case you know like there i think that we we try to have all of the answers before we we head out and look I feel like we've been talking about this quite a lot in our podcast recently, but you know, look, a plan is great. And having a few different things in your tool bag of, of, of ways in which you can, uh, address certain problems that may or may not arise is, is, is not a bad thing, but it's been in, in my experience that. You really have to learn to improvise. You know, it's just one of the great skills that uh, you learn when you're you're in acting, and uh, that is applicable to so much of 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 life. Is like learn to improvise, learn to just respond to what's what's coming up, because again, there's going to be things that most things that you're going to confront, most challenges, most bends in the river, most whatever it is you know, you are not going to know what those things are until they, until they crop up. And until you can actually see the thing that's in front of you, you don't know how to respond to it because otherwise you're just responding to a hypothetical situation. Right. Totally. Which is why, like, even in, even in the world of science, you know, like with, with highly educated and intelligent people in their fields, there's, there's hypothesis and there's theory but they're all just theories until you actually do it. So, <laughs> you know, you can, you say like, okay, well, it should work like this. This is how we think this is going to happen. But then you get, it actually comes to, you know, putting, putting tire rubber to the road. And it's like, oh shit, there was a completely different, we we, we got a completely different result than what we we thought we were going to see. So th- this is it's, there's always this test of what actually happens, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I would say more often than not, our theories kind of go out the window, mm-hmm. you know, like more often than not. Um, so we have to remain present. And yeah, that conversation that you're referring to, I, I, we should do that as a podcast topic. One of these yeah, days, we should. um, along the lines of, um, cause that was a really cool conversation we had that was along the lines of of your purpose and meaning is is in the moment right uh not some some far off thing in the future it's like it's right here it's right now it might as well be here and now if you don't have it here and now then you're not going to have you're not going to have it in the future right um so there's a lot of significance to that but i think that's that's a whole other can of can of worms uh
0: Yeah. And we, we will, we'll open it in the new year and that'll be exciting conversation. I mean, who knows maybe the next one. Um, Mm. but you, you, you brought up some things that, that I think are really interesting to consider in this whole talk is like the, the whole idea of science, you know, I think sometimes people rely on science too much today and they, you know, and they think, well, like, They think that science is the answer to everything. And it just isn't, I mean, science, the scientific method is incredible, but like science is still a lot of testing and challenging. And people don't always realize that. Like they think science just gives you these finite and complete results. And it doesn't, it's a test. Science is a form of testing something. And in science, there's something called a variable. And art is all about dealing with the variables. Art is all about interpreting the variables. Do you know that even if a scientist comes up with a result, it doesn't mean they came up with the result. It means that they came up with something that suggests a result. And it's very important to understand that because I think what people do is they think, oh, you can solve this with math or science or something like that. And a lot of things you can't. But they're Mm -hmm. there and they and and a lot of people just think there's no place for art. And they and they and I think this is Evan, it's a fucking problem with our education system because they put too much weight on science and math and they don't put enough weight on art. And art is equally a pillar in the three if we're talking about those three. And then it expands beyond that. And by the way, you know, even in film, they call it the art and science of film. It's both. And film is very scientific. You know, you're dealing with lenses, you're dealing with angles. There's a lot of math. People don't always realize this, you know, like, but there is an art to it as well. And, And there's an interpretation to the variables and all sorts of things that happen. And I think as an artist, like what advantage you have, if you're willing to take on the artist mindset is you have a flexibility that people that only stick in the other two pillars of math and science don't have. And it gives you an incredible advantage an incredible advantage. Like you're like a, they're like two thirds of a person, if that's all they function in. And, mm-hmm. and so, um, you know, when we're talking about flow, I think what uh, this conversation is bringing up is, is bringing up the, the art of flow because, um, there's the science, and math of flow, right? There's the look, if I stay active, and I do like a few things every day, and I'm productive, like, you know, I will make progress. And there's that right. And then there's, if I set a goal, and I put a direction, and I make a plan for that, you know, that's all like the math and science of your goals and your art. But then there's the moment of your, art, and there's the variables of your art. there's the dealing with it and responding to it and things going unexpected that the math and the science just are incapable of even being able to cover and the artist needs the ability to be flexible and adapt and and here's the most important thing evan and people don't talk about this enough in the education system how does it feel because at the end of the day you're a human being and really that's all that matters Mm -hmm. because we can talk all day about what's good for you, what's right for you, but how does it feel? How does it taste? How does it sound? That's what you care about. And and so if you deny yourself that stuff, you know, you, you literally are stripping your humanness from your approach at life. And so I think flow, when you're talking about flow, you need to tap into your five senses. You need to tap into your, um, you know, and I know I'm saying this, something that sounds woo woo to a lot of people, but your spiritual connection to stuff you know, there's so much more going on than what you see and the plan and all of that. And I I think like something that I'm realizing, like in this experience of this move, like faith, man, you just have to have faith. You have to trust that if you do, you you know, you have to trust it's going to work out. And if I didn't believe that it was going to work out, why would I ever put myself through that? You know what I mean? But I had faith, man. I had faith that it was going to work out. I I believed it was going to work out. And not just that, not like in a higher power even, but in myself and in the people I was with, that we would be resilient and we would figure it out and that we had the creative ability to adapt and respond. And this has given me an incredible amount of confidence to reconnect to that. And I feel it's a very important part of this conversation of faith and and trust. The law of trust is a big part of this, you know, like, it's funny how all this stuff kind of ties in, but it's like, you mm-hmm. know, we, I think what happens is these things get neglected and then we get jammed up because we're not, uh, honoring the law of play, the law of trust, uh, the, the simple things, but, um, Presence, things that process. actually really, yeah. Process things that play into all of this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. There's a lot in what you just said.
0: Uh, <laughs> I went cool. on a I went on a bit there. <laughs>
1: it's all yeah. good. Um, yeah, like, and and I just want to 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 cover that, and then I do want to move on a little bit here. But sure. um, but yeah, like I think that the thing is is that I think good science isn't requires actually um, is an art. I think good science is an art. Um, you know, because like you said, science is just a method of inquiry so it's a way of going going about things um while you're exploring examining which is when you think about it that's what an artist does too an artist explores and examines um but it's just in different facets science is concerned with a more objective reality whereas uh art is you is typically more interested in the subjective reality of of human experience right so they're both sides to the same coin um, they both demand tremendous creativity if to do it well to do it well, and I think that that's maybe part of the problem with um you know some of our ideas around science right now is that there's uh is we have this idea of it as a fixed thing, and that is again damming damming up the create- creative flow right that's um that creates a barrier in terms of being able to, um, to discover and to explore, you know, when we, th- when we get too rigid and too fixed about how we think about certain things. Uh, I remember a few years ago, it was on, uh, you know, that, that YouTube channel, Big Think. hmm Uh, there's a, I can't remember who this, this person was, but they were giving a talk and, and they're like, a, they're... I can't remember exactly what their occupation, it was fascinating though, but they're a person who writes about and studies basically just the scientific field, like different, like where are certain scientific fields at right now? What are they doing? And he was saying, he's like, um, he was talking particularly in terms of uh, physics right now, where, you know, some of the most interesting stuff is happening. But at the same time, he was saying it's stuck. He's like, it's stuck right now. And he's like, and in a way he's like, we're looking for a person that like, we're looking for our next Einstein to come out. Who's not like going to be trained in a conventional way. Like essentially Mm -hmm. saying, we're looking for a person who isn't necessarily like through the conventional institutions of, of science, but someone who's, who's got some entire different creative type of, thing that they're bringing to the table that's gonna help bust the whole thing wide open because everyone's stuck you know everyone's stuck in a mode and model of thinking about it that you know no one can see the forest for the trees anymore so that was a a, an interesting thing so there's there's creativity that's demanded in all things and and just uh, again I do want to move on but in this whole sort of science conversation because I'm not an anti-science person but it does have its its limitations like I've heard you know there's a number of people who have who have said this like science can can help us understand what something is but it can't tell us what it means you know just like how there's all sorts of things that technologically we can do but whether it's actually a good idea is a huge thing that we're confronting in in our world in our society like if you look at most Almost every single existential threat that we face as, as as human beings is is some sort of technology, or is or is the byproduct of of a technology that we have created? Now, again, I'm not against technology has also solved a lot of problems. It has helped us in tremendous ways. But um, sometimes we have we have to think about, what we're doing with technology mm-hmm. you know is it a good idea to do this with with technology just because we can right um and that's i think something that we're we're, we're grappling with that's it, kind of a side note but uh the last thing i want to say about this is you look at some of the greatest scientists who've uh who've ever existed you know in in einstein tesla um what's his name bomb bomb or bore oh i don't know he was the he was the guy who basically invented the the atom bomb but um you know who did a lot of other things as well but you when you read some of the things that they wrote and and their approach these were incredibly creative people like they were not just um they didn't you could tell that they were not fixed people they were they were they there was a playfulness there was a curiosity there's a the, and and they came up with some of the they they gave us some of the most incredible um scientific discoveries that
0: we've ever seen right totally yeah uh, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm not definitely not anti-science. I mean, science is a big part of my life. Um, and, uh, you know, technology is a big part of my life. I, I yeah. think these things are great. I mean, you know, I just think the, the, the important thing is that you don't put too much weight on anything, you know, as like it, the way, you know, um, mm-hmm. and I think that's a lot of what we talk about in this conversation, you know, with this podcast and all these conversations we have, That's so much about finding your own way and When you look at say science or you look at math or you look at art, you know, and, and I'm sure you could, maybe if you were really to dig in, maybe you could even separate that into some other pillars, but if we were just to use those three, just use them as you need them, you know, don't, don't rely too much on one or the other. And, um, you know, like, I think a lot of people, at least in our generation and before they grew up with this idea that. Oh, you know, I go to school and then I go to university maybe if I want to get a better job and then I get a better job and then I can buy a house and I can get married and have a family and have kids and there's a lot of people who bought that kind of plan. It's like a it's like a pre-cut plan. That's how you do your life, that's how it's going to look and that's the way it's going to go. And I think what our generation and the generation ahead of us is experiencing is that they might be doing those things, but they're not doing them the way they were told. And they're, they're, you know, um, you know, there's people now who maybe in the past generation, they would have had kids at like 18 or 20, you know, before 25 was like kind of normal. Whereas now you have people who have kids between 25 and 35. And, uh, you know, Um, there's people who are having kids in their forties, you know, or at least uh, like later in life. Uh, Also people aren't buying a house. The first thing they do, people are going to university. They're not necessarily just getting a great job. Some people are getting this incredibly expensive degree that costs them a hundred thousand, if not $300,000 of debt. And they're working at Starbucks for their first job after university or some like, like minimum wage job and they have a university education that's worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. So there's massive disruption. There's massive confusion. Um, the system isn't working as was promised people who thought they would retire and they would have money at the end of working for 50 or 60 years. They're finding out the money isn't there. Like the system is broken. The system is broken and now we have to be creative. How are we going to deal with it? How are we going to respond? What are we going to do? Like, um, you know, not to bring politics into this, but people are getting removed from their jobs for, they don't want to take a fucking vaccine. Fine. Who cares? I don't care your opinion on it, but they're going to adapt, man. They're going to figure it out. They're going to work online. They're going to figure out how to do it because as people, human beings, we respond. We're capable of so much. And you really like the human being with a will, you cannot stop them. You just can't. That Like human beings are absolutely fucking incredible. And the only people that get shut down are the people that commit to a broken system. That's it. But if you respond, if you look at the thing and you go, it's broken. Okay. What do I do now? How do I work with this? Cause like when you decide you're going to figure out a way there is always a way and it's just not necessarily the way you learned. And I think like m- my issue with the education system is it teaches you one way to do things like really one or two, maybe you could argue three, but really it just teaches you a few ways to go about life. And there's a thousand and it's like, no, no, don't, don't, don't even listen to those 900 and, you know, 997 other options, just use one of these three. And then like, if those three options don't work, what do you do? And I think that's where this podcast comes in. Cause we're talking about the other 997 options you have available, if not more, probably more, um, and, and it's, it's up to you to find them. And some of them have never been discovered yet. And you might be the person that discovers them. And that's about flow. You know, that's about you saying, look, maybe something else damned you up. Maybe it wasn't you. Maybe it was something else that blocked your process. You know, so, so then you got to let that go. You know, maybe you got mm-hmm. broken up with, here's a great example. You, you, you're with somebody, you're in a relationship and then it ends, and you thought, Hey, I'm going to marry this person. I have kids. We're going to buy a house. We're going to do all this stuff. All of a sudden it ends. What are you going to do? You know, you got to respond. You got to figure out a way to adapt. You know, if you get locked into one idea as the only way, you're a very limited human being and you're limiting your potential. You're doing yourself a disservice. And I think that's a lot about what this conversation is about is to stop, stop giving yourself a disservice, you know, serve yourself, look at your options, be creative, you know, Um, you don't have to do what someone else has done. You might do something that no one has done yet. And you might be that Einstein. Like this is a thing that people don't understand. You might be that person. Like you're listening to this. You might be the guy, the girl, the, the person. You might be the one. And you're, you're walking around thinking, "Oh man, I, you know, I lost my job, this bullshit job I didn't like anyway, and you don't know, you're scratching your head. You might be the person that needed to lose the job so that you, you would show us. What the way is, what a way is, what a new way is. Don't underestimate yourself, people. You know, I think that's like the flow, flow is unlimited potential. People don't realize that. There's a massive source of energy in the human being. It's a big yeah, thing, yeah. you know.
1: And yeah, and letting that energy move, letting that energy, you know become and do what it what it wants what it wants to do. Yeah. And, yeah. And and you're talking about, you know, there's not just one or two or three or there's, you know, a thousand, I think there's, there's infinite paths, you know, like it's, yeah. it's which is really what we're, I think all about. And it's, it's about you just kind of discovering it very often the times. It's just like, it, it really is flying by the seat of your pants, just stumbling into, um, into one thing to the next thing, to the next thing. And, 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 and enjoying the ride, I think, mm-hmm. you know, like, I think that, um, you know, I th- but I think that we're, we're so m- many of us are afraid to do it, yeah. um, because it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily promise, promise certain outcomes. Hey, it's Evan with a quick public service announcement. If you're enjoying the conversation you're hearing and finding it helpful, then please help us and take a second to subscribe to the podcast. And we can all be people helping other people. And that's awesome. Now back to the show.
0: Right. You know, to live, the promises to live that are, way. The promises are often false. This yeah. is the thing is like, you know, y- y- if you do your life on a promise, like, don't you think you should be really sure? Like if you're going to, like, if you're going to work for 50 or 60 years on a job, um, that you don't like for the promise that you're going to be able to retire and that your life's going to look, don't you want to be pretty damn sure that that's going to work out? And I mean, not, not just like naively blindly just putting faith in it. We had a guy over the other day working on the house. We, we got a wood stove installed, right. And he was doing the wood stove and he was saying that his, um, stepson is, uh, you know, or his nephew, I forget which was, he was talking about a few people in his family. But anyway, he was saying that um, he's like 20 something, 2021, 20, and he wants to get into film and he's doing film school and all that stuff. And, um, you know, like we're pretty big in the industry. Like, and, you know, Gabriel, uh, who, you know, who is my mentor, like like he's working like like they're up for Oscars. They're like, like big shit. So we're like, bring them over. Let's like, let the kid meet some people who are in the industry, you know, like, like he can ask us any questions he wants, you know? And the thing is, is like, you probably learn more in one day of conversation than you will in all of your film school. Because the thing is, is like film school is great for a, I'm not saying film school is not a good thing to do, but people just, just don't put all your eggs in that basket. You know, if you like want to make films, film school is a part of your filmmaking journey. It's not your filmmaking journey. What you're going to find out is that the people you meet along the way and the things you do and, and the adventures you have, that's where you're going to learn a lot of this stuff, you know, and like school doesn't necessarily encourage that. And that's my issue with it. And I hope that changes, but like school should be telling you, like, you know what you need to do? you need to go drive down to Los Angeles and you need to go to the American film market. And you need to hang out with, with 8,000 producers, which 7,000 of them are sleaze balls. Um, and you need to have <laughs> that experience, you know, and you need to, and, 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 you know, full of shit. Right. And you need to have that experience. And you need to, you need to, you need to like, you need to bank on yourself, you know, like you and I drove down to the American film market. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. We just had a script in our hand and, a, a vehicle and we drove down there and we did it you know and we learned a lot we learned a ton and then we ended up sitting next to one of our mentors i remember dov simmons who i consider him a mentor um i remember i sat next to him at AFM. <laughs> like it was just like Dov, holy shit like this is crazy you know what i mean and this is the guy that taught us film in his week w- weekly workshop which was amazing by the way i totally recommend it but like you're down there and you're like appear with that person all of a sudden this is the thing, like, you know, you don't, you don't always realize that the the, the opportunities in your life, they're so abundant, but if you're so tunnel visioned and you just think it has to be one way, you just don't see your options. And, you know, my, my hope is like people break away from that because I think flow when flow, if you are committed to flow, when you get jammed up, which is sometimes not because of you it's because the system's broken and the system doesn't work. If you're committed to flow, you find a new path. A river makes a new path. If it won't, if it can't go a certain way and enough water is being pushed down that path, the river will find a new path, mm-hmm. even if it gets blocked. So, um, you, if you are, if you are the one that's generating the energy of the river, if you want to think about it that way and, and your path gets blocked, start looking for new options, you know, don't just be like, well, that's it. I'm stuck. Don't just sit there. Don't become stagnant. Don't let that be the end, you know?
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, I don't know. Like it's, it's, it's funny, you know, like every time we have these conversations, I mean, I feel like they're, they're important reminders, you know, like they're important reminders for both of us as much as we're sharing this with everybody else, because it's like, yeah, like, once you get clear, it's so obvious to me, you know, mm-hmm. and it's when you're not clear, you're like, Oh, I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. It's like, commit to the flow, commit to the moment, commit to the energy you're putting out in the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Get present. Like, um, yeah. you know, like one of my just most base pieces of advice uh, for actors and that I give to my students, you know, like, uh, actors always talk about, you know, it's like, oh, I'm like, I'm in my head, I'm in my head, I'm trying to get out of my head. And you know, it's this, uh, it's a thing
0: <laughs> in the
1: acting world. It's a thing in life, but it's definitely a thing in the acting world. And there's lots of actors who are who are trying very hard to get out of their head. And how do I do that? And uh, the simple answer that I always give, just like as a, as a basic, most practical, practical thing I can tell you, so put your attention on your partner. Mm. Like really, really, really pay attention to them. Really listen to them. <laughs> that's the, that's, that's number one. What are they doing? What are they doing right now? What are they, how are they, how are they treating you? Right? Like that's, and then once you're, once you're paying attention to someone else, that's, you know, they'll get you out of your he- head pretty, pretty quickly. Um, But, you know, in, in terms of, uh on a broader sense in terms of what we're talking about here you know put put your attention on the thing that's that's right there that's 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 right in front of you right now you know i think that we're trying to have some grand sense of 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 where this is all going and and blah 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 blah. And, and it never hurts to have a vision you know it never hurt but i think that we need to live with a little bit more trust you know does does the river worry about getting itself to the ocean yeah (laughs) you know like it's just like it just gets there um I just saw a quote today actually I've seen it a few times but uh it's a quote from from Lao Tzu basically like the the founder of of Taoism uh who wrote the Tao Te Ching and it's like uh it's something like nature is never in a hurry and yet all things are accomplished you know be present get with the thing that that's just happening just be with it and Mm -hmm. and things will be accomplished and uh i want i want to just touch on something because this was this was for me the thing that that got me interested in this conversation i was having a chat with my my wife the other night and saying you know, I'm, I feel like I'm learning how to just let my creativity flow in more ways. Uh, and there is an element of trust that comes with that in terms of, oh, there's this, I, I had, there's this idea that I just had. There's, there's something that's just come to me. I'm excited about it, All right? There's something exciting about it. And in the past, very often I have sat on it. You know, I, I sit on, it, I damn it up. You know, I I clog it up and I get and I'm trying to hold on to it, right? And the thing is, is that uh, very often there would be no action that's taken, other than me just holding on to this thing and holding on to this thing until it becomes stagnant, like we were saying. And and learning to just let that thing flow now, let that thing take some small action on it. Okay, let's just start drafting that thing up. You know, just 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 a little bit. Just a yeah. just a few few things. Just just put it into action. Let the universe know that you're that you're engaged with it. That you're you're taking that one on, uh, and and you start to create that that movement. You start to let that thing be created. And another aspect of this that I want to touch on is that uh, has to do with this preciousness thing, which we've also talked about fairly recently. And I've definitely been guilty of getting too precious with some of my creative ideas in the past. And that's another way in which you can end up stopping the flow. You end up hurting the flow is that you don't let something end. You don't, you don't let something see something through. Uh, and I think that that can often come as a result of, Oh, I have this really good idea. And we're, we become so possessive of it. We, we become so, um, I don't know, we take it too seriously in a weird way, instead of, instead of just engaging with it as, as play, mm-hmm. right. We take it as this very serious thing that has to have these very serious outcomes and has to come out in this very serious way. And that's, that's another way of just gumming it up of, of, of damming the damning the flow. Because what I've been noticing is as I've been letting things flow and creating things and I'm like, and as I'm I'm finishing up with, with this thing. I'm finishing up with that thing. There's something else coming in. Yes. Like I've been noticing that it's like, Whoa, there's a new thing. Here's a new thing coming in as this thing's going out. A new thing is coming in and, and it's way more exciting for me. Like it's just, there's, um, I I'm, I'm discovering a, a type of vitality, um, in, in, in life, I guess, by, by letting these things flow more and more, it's just like, oh, there's not going to be a, it's not going to, if I, if I finish up these projects, if I finish up these things that I'm working on, it's not leaving me with nothing left to do because there's something else coming in. I'm like, oh, that's an exciting idea. Let's do that. That's going to be one of what I, what I work on next. Right. So. Letting it flow is just, it's, there's this relationship between, um, I don't know, this, this thing of like, there's always, there's, there's fresh water that's, that's still coming in, you know, like you, you've got to let some of it go. It's, there's this, uh, you know, our laws of beginning and ending, you know, there's that relationship when, when you let something end, you allow something else to begin. Right. Right. So let it. Flow, let it flow, and you will constantly be refreshed with new inspiration,
0: with with new exciting things. You know, this is great. You bring this up because you 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 know for for example, like I was talking about a script the other day, and I was like, oh yeah, you know, when I was like uh, nineteen or something or eighteen, I wrote this script. I wrote like thirty or forty pages of it, and I was telling the idea, and they're like. I'd read that. That sounds awesome. And I was like, yeah, well, I didn't finish it. (laughs) It was kind of like one of those things. It's like, why not? That sounds great. It was like, Hmm, you know, it's funny. It's like, I, when I was 18 or 19, I didn't know how to really write a script properly. Like I'd written short films and I'd gotten like short movies made, but like writing, if I was still figuring out how to write a feature and I, I didn't, um, I didn't go to school for like feature film writing. I, I learned on my own, right? So it was a lot of like trial and error stuff. But something I found with screenplays is that even stuff that I finished, it's like sometimes all you need is just to like, like you take the idea, but you try it again in a different way. You know, like um, there's scripts that I've written where like, um, like I have something like, I think like 20 or 30 in my repertoire of like stuff that I can pitch now. Um, and and being a screenwriter is such a weird, it's such a weird uh, career, especially these days, because like, you used to be able to be like, you could have one or three or five, and you can like really, you, you had like a pretty good portfolio. Now you like, you don't have 10, you know, you're kind of like, you know, you don't really have enough. And And I would even say now, like, a lot of writers, you know, they're walking around with, with 10 to 20, like a lot of people have 15 and they're walking around, they have this whole portfolio of stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of, like, if you think about that, like all those ideas, some of them might be kind of like, yeah, well, that's kind of been done. You know that like, cause that's so much of what movies are now. It's just like, well, that's kind of already been done or, you know, it's, 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 um, you know, like what's the kind of thing that makes it unique because so many movies are made and so many are getting made, but a lot of the time you actually have the bones of a really good story, but it needs an infusion of something. It needs like, like, for example, there's this detective movie that, uh, you know, you've probably heard, I've talked about it before burning blues, but I, I remember I pitched it again. I said, you know, I thought I was thinking about this story and I was thinking like, what if it took place in the future? And I remember, um, I was talking to a couple of producers about it and they That, that could work. That's interesting. It's like, shit, you know, the whole bones of the story are there, but now it needs to take place like 50 years in the future. What would that look like? How would that be? What, what, what might that be like? And then it would mean infusing all this technology into it and like, you know, creating this, this world. And it's like, you know what? The human story I find stays relatively consistent. It's about love or, you know, trying to get something or trying to solve a problem or mystery. Those things are relatively similar. They don't really change a lot, but the, 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 the way in which it's done, the delivery, the packaging, the style, um, you know, taking a drama or a horror movie and making it funny might actually, you know, make something unique and cool. So like, It's just sometimes I think what I'm trying to point out is that sometimes you already have a lot of what's already there and you just need to change your approach. And we talked about this in our previous, uh, you know, our previous conversation was kind of interesting how these things always kind of match each other, but it's like, yeah, maybe getting flow going is just approaching it different, just approach whatever you're going after in a different way. Cause maybe there's a way through, to exactly what you want. You just need to go about it a different way. Maybe the way you're going about it is too direct or too obvious or too, um, benign or like pedestrian, right? So be creative. And, and, and I think why I'm getting to this, Evan, is because you talked about seriousness. Don't take it so serious, be playful, be creative, have fun. Cause I think when you have fun, when you go like like for example, for any screenwriters out there, I might say like, say you have a story that you're like, I really want this story, but like no one's interested in it. But I like it. I, I I care about. it. I put a lot of work into it. Change your approach. Could you make it something different? Could you change the the genre? Could you change the style? Could you change the the date and time in which it occurred? Um, you know, like for example, if you have this really great action movie, what if it took place in the 1700s? Or like like. You know, 1000 BC, you know, like, what if you just flipped it and you tried something Mm -hmm. different, could that work? And when you do stuff like that, you're, you're thinking outside of what everyone else is thinking about. And, um, you know, for the artists out there, you know, play, have fun, try some different things, see what happens. It might, you might find that you unlock an incredible amount of inspiration inside of you. Yeah. I think that I think that when you
1: when you act from a place of excitement, a place of inspiration, you know, as opposed to because I know this isn't what you're saying, but I want to make sure everyone everyone is aware of this. It's not about saying like, oh, what if you did it this way just to be interesting, like that can be an interesting exercise. Like you can you can do that like, okay, well, what what could be some interesting new directions? I mean, you can come up with a thousand and more (laughs) different directions you could take take some some project or whatever that you're working on but the one to pursue is the one that's exciting yes the one that's exciting to you i there is for me there is this um very important relationship uh between your excitement and what is and what is genuine you know what I mean? Because if you're not excited about something, then whatever you come up with is, I think is going to be contrived at some level, right? Because you're trying to, you're trying to do something like in, in, in respect to writing a script, you're going to start writing stuff that you think that other people would think is, is cool and interesting. Great and so you're, points. You're not work. And that's not where your, your creative original center comes from. The excitement place is where that stuff comes from. And If you trust that and you allow that stuff to start spilling out Mm. when other people see it, I promise you, people are going to be like, whoa, I've never seen something like that before, or I've never seen somebody take something, take that in this direction before or whatever it is, right? The excitement is where it all comes from. That's the, that's the, the well that, um, that's going to feed it.
0: Yeah. You know what, Evan, you just brought in something. And I think it's really important to mention with, cause we're talking about flow and getting jammed up, but we, we haven't really talked about source. Like where does the water even come from in the first place? Like what was the yeah. source of it? You know? And um, you know, like, for example, like, like you could say, okay, well, like, like, and track it back, like track it back to what got you excited about the thing in the first place. Um, We did a, for example, we did a table read for a movie um, that, uh, you, you, the brain blues, actually this, this detective movie where it was like, okay, we got some names, we got some people, there might be like hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of dollars put into this movie. And it was a really exciting time for me. And I'm like, I'm going to be a movie. Like I'm going to like, uh, it's my big thing. Right. And um, it didn't work out, but I remember I learned a lot. I just learned so much from that experience. It was just such a opening experience for me. But one of the things that, really stood out for me in that whole process was i remember after the table read the producers wanted to have a table read i got all these great actors together we did a table read and uh it was it was um it was cool but the thing is i remember i was talking with someone afterwards and they were saying like you know here's some things that kind of seem a little bit kind of cliche and whatever and and i was telling them a bit about the original idea and they were like Wow, that's really awesome. Like that movie I want to see. And I was like, yeah, you know what? In this process, I've gotten away from the source. Like, why mm. did I create this movie in the first place? And it was such an eye-opening experience for me. I realized that it's 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 very seductive and it's almost like I don't know if it's the right word, but it's insidious how you get sucked away from source. Like it's just like you get tricked out of it and you don't even know you're getting tricked out of it. Like I always thought I would be aware of it happening, but then in when I, when we made this, this, when we went through the process of this movie, at least I realized, wow, like I got kind of swayed away from my source, mm-hmm. um, t- trying to dress this thing up and it got away from the point of why I was making the story in the first place. Um, so that that's a lesson that I've tried to like reconnect with for the last several years is just, come back to source because, um, you know, it, it, it's your, it's, it's, it's your main thing. It's the thing where all this comes from. And it's not about living in the past, but it's just remember like you're in the moment of the flow of your river, but remember where it came from. Remember why the river was flowing in the first place.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. You want to talk about your beer and, uh, then we'll, I, do. I think we may wrap this one up. All right. You got no beer have, today. I got no beer. I'm drinking coffee. Cause it's still too early in the day for me. Too early for to you. you, not, you for you're me. In a different, not for you. You're in a different <laughs> time zone now.
0: Uh, yeah, well it's still early, but whatever. I figured I'd do it. Okay, well, <laughs> we, holidays. we got, a, <laughs> we got a, a house here in uh, Alberta, um, Alberta, Canada. Anyway. Um, so the realtor, uh, he, he, he chose this, this for us. Um, and it's called party queen, <laughs> honey farmhouse ale um and this is from snake lake brewing company which i've never had a beer from before um and i believe they are in alberta brewery yeah well i'm gonna have to look into that one anyway so that i don't oh yeah here they are they're from alberta they're from sylvan lake so they're super close um to our area anyway um The, uh, there it's a nice beer. It's, it's nice, smooth. Um, it's, it's a little bit bitter, but, uh, tasty. And it's a nice little welcoming to the Alberta landscape. Um, it's my first craft brewery that I've had since I've been over here. Uh, so that's what I'm doing, Evan. Very nice. And it's, uh, you know, it's a funny little, funny little name for the beer, but there you go. Yeah. I won't get into it much more, but anyway, okay. Well, let's wrap this baby up and, uh, and call it a day. Any final thoughts? Yeah. I, you know what? I think that, uh, I'm, I'm just going
1: to reiterate just sort of what I, I said kind of at the end here as well, you know, just like that flow is, is your excitement, you know, and, and take, take action on that excitement, allow the, it to keep, to keep on, on flowing and, and, moving and i think that that requires a degree of of trust i think that that's that's a huge part of this for me is that you know trust that the flow is going to is going to go where it needs to go but you just need to keep the channel open mm. and and let it move through and and the thing to let move through again is the excitement that's the thing that you need to 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 let flow and uh and trust it more stuff will keep on on coming through for you and uh yeah yeah i don't know i, I think it's just follow that excitement you know and that's that's your flow takes take small actions um on these things all the time is, is and
0: and develop that that practice in your life you know i think you summed up a lot of the key points and the key takeaways from this um and being that this is probably going to be the last episode of this season for us before we move to the next season of podcasting, you know, um, I would say that the biggest lesson that I've learned, and I think it relates to this talk, but the biggest lesson that I have learned, um, over the course of probably this year, uh, maybe I can share that. I would say that, you know, plans are good to have, but as a filmmaker plans often go to shit, especially when you're working independently. Um, and I always learned, and it wasn't even like I learned it, it was just the necessity. You just, when the plan goes to shit, you just adapt, you just deal with it. You know, you just respond because the thing is, is you're making the movie. And if you're committed to making the movie, You just find another option and it's always about finding another option. So, um, look, look for intention, you know? So I would say like to keep the flow going is just go back to intention. What's the intention. And I think that relates a little bit to source, but I also think it relates a lot to presence because in the present moment, what's your intention and just focus on your intention and, and honor that. And if the road is blocked or the path is blocked or whatever it might be, what's the intention? There's probably a roundabout way. There's probably another option. There's probably another way, but the plan will not like make a plan. Don't, don't just say like, don't walk away from this saying like, I'm not going to make plans anymore, make plans, (laughs) but let go of your plans. You know, just let go of them and, and, and become flexible, but keep your intention and keep that close to your heart and always remind yourself what that is. And I think when the plan goes to hell, you're going to have the intention to stay consistent with and keep you centered. And you're golden, baby. You're golden.
1: Thank you for listening in on our conversation today. We hope you found something helpful that you can carry forward with you. Head over to our website wayoftheartist.com for more free exclusive material and learn about the show. If you haven't already, please support us by subscribing to the show, sharing it with people you know, and keeping compassionate, creative conversation
0: going.